Well, I hope you guys really enjoyed that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, Freddie was always talking in his sleep. You could always find the secret things that he was up to, uh, anything that he was doing, something devious, or you, you could always get around that plan by uh, just listening to him talking to sleep. <laughs> now, yes, the bedwetting incident. I remember being tormented by that. There were situations where I would wake up in the morning and there would be a whooping just waiting. But thankfully, all that trauma is over with. When he came and talked to me and said, why don't you ask me? I remember thinking, what could you possibly do? But when I finally asked him, there was a relief. I would say a relief in a knowing. Um, I knew within myself it was never going to happen again, such as I knew my name. That's the best explanation that I could give. So, I actually wanted to test this out. <laughs> I don't know whether my testing was more wanting to antagonize Bobby, but uh, regardless, I wanted to test it out. So, I remember drinking everything in the refrigerator, and uh, my mom coming in and asking me, uh, are you going to be all right? <laughs> I told her, everything's going to be fine. But, of course, Bobby Jones sat over there in the corner. He took his belt off and uh, and, and, and put it together and, and snapped it a couple of times as if to warn me that if you keep this up, you're, you're trying me and you're going to get a whooping. So I think that just antagonized him more. And all I wanted to do was just test it out. So I did. Well, the next morning... All was fine. And the knowing that, that that imparted wisdom, that revelation knowledge, was something that I would seek after time and time again. So, when the tall, shiny, silver figure asked me, do you remember the dream that I gave to you? Do you remember the vision that I gave to you when you were three years old? Well, of course, I didn't remember the details of it. Not until he gave it back to me again. And that was interesting. It was like overnight. I saw it as if it were yesterday. And the, the sight, the sounds, the smell, all the details of the vision. So the next morning when I went into class... I had already purposed in my heart to actually draw what I saw last night in that dream state of the vision that he gave to me when I was three years old. So having that purpose in my heart uh, to do that, I guess that gave him the permission to take over the tall, shiny, silver figure that is. So when I went into class... I remember grabbing the paintbrush and he said, draw a tree whose roots reach over the rocks and into the water and show that the tree is alive by putting leaves on it. I thought, did I really just hear that? It was different than what I had heard before because it had a sense of um, urgency about it, importance. 
So I drew the tree whose roots reached over the rocks and into the water. And I showed that the tree was alive by putting leaves on the tree. Then he told me to draw a fence that went partially across the page from the right-hand side of the tree all the way to the end of the page. So I did that. And then he told me to put a, draw a mountain over the fence. Well, I thought that was odd because it made me look like I made a mistake on my artwork and I didn't want to make a mistake on my artwork. So regardless, um, I went on ahead and, uh, drew the, uh, the mountain over the fence that I had just drawn. And after I drew the mountain over the fence that I had just drawn on, on the right-hand side of, of the tree, I remember thinking to myself, let's put trees on that mountain. That mountain looks really bare. And then he stopped me and he said, don't put trees on that mountain. I'm like, what do you mean don't put trees on that mountain? Every mountain in West Virginia has trees on it. So <laughs> that was when he told me I didn't understand depth perception. And well, I got all indignant. <laughs> what do you mean I don't understand depth perception? Well, he gave me another revelation nugget of wisdom. And I saw it again as if it were 3D and I was still painting. So I didn't put trees on that mountain. And then he told me to make the mountain flow like wheatgrass. And I didn't understand what that meant. And uh, all of a sudden I got a, a picture of the side off to the right hand side of, uh, of a heat signature on the pavement of riding a bike in the summertime. And so I, I made the, uh, I made the mountain flow like wheatgrass. And then he says, that's where the sun's going to set. So I put the sunset there. Then it came time to draw the building. So I went on and drew the building just as, uh, any other building house house, uh, looked like in West Virginia. And he said, cut the ends off the house. I said, what do you mean? Cut the ends off the house. Didn't you build the ark? Did you cut the ends off the ark? What happens when it rains? Won't it flood? <laughs> well, he is a friend that's closer than a brother. And at this point in time, he did not tell me what his name was or who he was. I just knew him as the tall, shiny silver figure. So I treated him as he was a friend. And I treated him like I treated Freddie. Annoying Freddie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> No one told me I couldn't do that, that I couldn't treat him any differently. Actually, he didn't tell me not to treat him any differently. So I treated him as if he were a brother, like he said. He took control over my hand, my, my arm rather, and, uh, and swiped the ends of the house, uh, swiped the end of, of the corners of the house off. And I thought, oh, what was that? And he said, that was possession. It's nine tenths of the law. So I asked him, well, what's the first tenth? And he said, that's the tithe. I knew at that point in time, he would explain it later. Such that I'll explain it, not until you come to Black Walnut Point Inn. <laughs> so then it came time to put the cross in the picture. And he had asked me, he says, put the cross in the picture. And I said, no, I ride the yellow bus home from school. They're not going to get me and, and say, beat the sissy boy up. He put the cross in the picture. That scenario is not happening today at 315. 
So he urged me, put the cross in the picture. And so he took control over my hand again. And I felt that, that comfortable feeling of peace that at the time I would long after as well as those nuggets of revelation and, and seek after those as well. After I drew the cross, the, uh, the bell rang and I looked at the picture, the painting, and I thought, this is really weird. I would never have painted something like this. So I couldn't change it. Didn't even sign my name to it. <laughs> and it was time for the next class to start. So weeks later, I remember the art teacher. She came running to me in the hallway um, asking me to go with her to the principal's office. Well, I knew I wasn't in trouble, but I was wondering what all the excitement was all about. And I was also hoping that, that all my family members were well. Which, by the way, guys, in this uh, time that we're in, where everyone is sheltering in place and sitting at home, be at peace. I just wish you peace. So, in the principal's office, uh, we called my mom. She was uh, asked to come off of work um, and uh, attend an award celebration um, that, that was held. Well, we went to the award celebration and I didn't understand, well, what is the award for? I don't know, mom. She kept asking me. I don't know what the award was for. So uh, the art teacher wouldn't tell me. She just told me that it was for one of my paintings. Well, I, which painting? <laughs> so finally they called my name. We had to, I had to go up on stage and, and have my picture taken with this painting. And I'm thinking, this one? Oh, no, not this one. <laughs> This is the one where you talked a lot in there, the tall, shiny silver figure. So mom took out her, she had a Kodak uh, camera with the, with the flip flash. <laughs> and uh, so, so uh, she was taking pictures of that, um, of, of me standing b beside the painting with the award that I won. Um, and I just, and the look on my face was, Mom, just hurry up and take the picture. This is not my best work, and I have no idea why everyone is making such a big deal over this. So, that situation was done. Um, I would like to tell you more about that. I'll tell you this much. When I was three years old, when he gave me the vision, after I woke up, he said, make it to this point, Tracy, when... Make it to this point. If you make it to this point, I'll promise you I'll visit you again. And if you say yes, I'll take over your life and we'll have a really, really good time. Just make it to this point. Well, as much as I'd like to tell you more about the vision that I painted at the age of 12 in the sixth grade, you're just going to have to wait and hear more in the following chapters. So stay tuned. I hope you have fun with this.